Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and I'm joined by my good friends, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and the one and only, excuse me, Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimada. Boys, how we doing tonight? Excellent, man. It was a fun weekend. Uh, no work. So that was awesome. You were off the whole weekend? Yeah, I was celebrating my uh, anniversary. So, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. We it's just... funny. You were celebrating your anniversary, yeah. and so was I. Yeah, how about that? What the listeners don't know is that we're married. <laughs> just kidding. Shocker. Shocker. Just no. kidding. So your anniversary is the 16th. That's correct. And mine's the 17th. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. So you and so both of us always have people that say, oh, you, you have a Valentine's uh, Day wedding. Yep. All the, I get it all the time. Yeah, I know, man. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> when in all actuality is, like, we just wanted to get married as soon as possible. And, and uh, just when the, just, we're just where it fell, right? The cheapest date for the venue. That's it. Yeah, man. Whatever, whatever, right? I was actually out of town all weekend, which is the reason we are so delayed in doing this review yep. of Episode 7 of WandaVision. I apologize. We were actually um, we were in Orlando for our anniversary. We got to go to Disney for a couple days and to uh, Universal for one. So... Heck of a trip, a lot of fun. I uh, got to see the new Galaxy's Edge Star Wars world in Hollywood Studios. It's nice. it's cool. Yeah. yeah do, it's, you, do you build a lightsaber? Or no? Uh, no, it's it's too expensive. You know how expensive it is. <laughs> no, tell it's me. Like Two hundred dollars. Yeah. To build a lightsaber, so for us to each do it, it's four hundred dollars. But you know, people are going to spend the money on it. So it's smart on Disney to uh, charge that much, I suppose. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, that was uh, my weekend. That's why we are so delayed in doing this review. But we are here, and we're glad that you are listening and that you've tuned into the Royal Geek Podcast. We appreciate it so very much. Before we get into the review, we want to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. Please share the podcast with some of your friends, and please leave us a uh, a nice, friendly review if you are on Apple. A five-star review really goes a long way in helping us to get new listeners. So with that in mind, here is your spoiler warning for Episode 7. We are about to get into the good stuff here for WandaVision. Gosh, I've been dying to talk about this with you guys. Um, all right. Spoiler warning. Everyone's been warned. Fellas, what did you think of episode seven? It, it was a, it was another wild ride. We got a whole bunch of more information. Um, you know, we, we really got to take that next step. Um, see, episode six was really a breakout episode of the series of, you know, st- really letting the floodgates start to flow about the action really starting to take hand. And this really was the first episode where it's really just like all out, you know, Every, everything that's happening is starting to really roll along. Yeah, I mean the the hex was expanded in the in the last episode, yes. and we really got to see the emotional state of where Wanda is right now. Yeah, and clearly she is losing control, uh, and therefore <laughs> by losing control, she's letting uh, yeah. other people kind of. She's struggling, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's letting other people that we find out uh, kind of uh, take advantage of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She expanded by what eight miles? I yeah. believe. Did they say that in the beginning? Yeah, uh, yeah it says um, they're eight miles outside of Westfield is where their Westview is where their new base is. So wow. yeah, and wow. I'm assuming that's in all eight directions. miles in every direction, right? Yeah, yeah. that's a uh, that's a lot of area that is now under her control. Ooh, we got so much to talk about, man. Uh, I guess before we jump into theories too soon, just overall, I guess anything else you want to say? I'll say that I I really enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed the turn. 
For sure. Yeah. And I can't wait to talk more about Agatha Harkness <laughs> some more. Not that not that we were surprised, but I think the way that they did it was brilliant. Especially it was, it yeah, was really good. Especially since it. like almost everybody watching ha- knows that something's up with Agnes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. But the way that they revealed it was just wonderful. And the little montage, like her her new like spin off show yes. within the show within the show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So perfect. Uh, yeah, it was it was great. So I enjoyed all that. Yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, I was a little little bit let down with the engineer reveal. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I think maybe that can have some. There's still more to come. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah, they just made such a big deal of it, and I don't know. But um, yeah, I did enjoy the episode. And again, it was the hardest part was waiting um, so many days to talk to you guys about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what's the biggest theory? That you got, Justin. I know you always have a bunch of theories coming well, in. Well, okay. So at, th- at this point, uh, I mean, I was heavily theorizing about the aer- aerospace engineer. At whatever, engineer. So it, when I was completely let down, completely disappointed that yeah. they missed most one of the most perfect opportunities to introduce somebody like a Reed Richards or a Fantastic Four or, yeah. or somebody new, and it was nobody. So the biggest theory I have right now is – don't expect anything. Just sit back, go along for the ride, and stop trying to o- overthink things. And but that's what we do. Yeah, you know what? We have I'm, a podcast for that yeah, reason. Yeah, you know, I, I'm done, man. <laughs> I'm done. I, I, I was just let down. All right, I was well, just okay. Let down. So on, let, me, um, let me cancel his mic here. Shimano. We're gonna kick him off. <laughs> yeah, let go down. ahead, do it. I need more airtime anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, so the way that I would see that they could still follow this path and give like little breadcrumbs and hints. At that situation, still being Reed Richards, um, first leading it off, this is where she was. Um, she's um, where um, the the sword agent says, "We're not just loyal to your mother." Basically, what she says. Mm-hmm. So there's a possibility that's still Reed Richards, or this is another part of sword that that is in relation to. And the vehicle that they use looked like something that could be very well used by Reed Richards, um, and it is a space. Um, it rover? Is a, was it a rover? Yes, it is a space rover of of some sort. So it just like the it, it did remind me a lot of something that could be used by the Fantastic Four. And then when it hits the actual barrier and it is transformed, it's going to take a little bit of a wild turn here. So Let's when it, it comes back out, what does it come out the first front half of? It's a minivan. What are minivans for? Families. Who is the first family of Marvel? <laughs> the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Wow, um, what that's, a, that's, that's good, that's man. That's a stretch. It hey, is a stretch. Get, we, get what I did there? Seen, stretch. We've seen mm, – mm. I see what you did there. <laughs> we've seen bigger stretches, though. That's, yeah. But that's that's a good catch, man. Um, I, I still feel like there's more to come with that, too. Yeah. I mean, whether they are just just scrolls, which maybe I shouldn't say just scrolls, but I think when you're comparing it to dying for the reveal of the Fantastic Four, if it's yeah. just scrolls, it's a little bit of a letdown. Right. But it's – it seems very likely that it could be a team of scrolls, you know. Um, but it also, like, it does seem very likely it's a bunch of sword agents to some degree. Yeah, they're wearing sword, sword, sword gear. Yes, they have sword stuff. Like maybe this was, I, th- you know, I think you heard um, in episode four when Monica comes back from the blip. And she's talking to Director Hayward. He was giving her a rundown as they're walking to yeah. his office about kind of the state of S.W.O.R.D. And he, he kind of alluded to, like, losing some of his team, obviously yeah, to half, the flip. Yeah, half were lost, and the other half, like, didn't want to come back or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And you, 
and be, being that they changed their whole um, – they changed their name and their whole mission, Yeah, I think you could easily understand how there might be a whole team of people, including the Fantastic Four, who have broken off from S.W.O.R.D., but they, they're still – like they're still using S.W.O.R.D. stuff, right? Yeah. It's possible that there's some sort of a power struggle inside of S.W.O.R.D. at the moment, and – you know, like, like that was that was one of the most interesting things about that whole situation was a they were using sword gear, so they obviously had a connection to sword, and the, you know their loyalty to someone who is uh, who is also there. So I mean, whoever that secondary person is is um, you know obviously uh, uh, at least a little bit um, at the opposite side of Hayward at the moment. So like yeah, a separate yeah. branch, maybe. Yeah, and he or... even said acting director. Remember, he corrected her. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So there, the, even the way he said that, it kind of felt like there's there's something going on in Sword. Again, we need a freaking series about what's happening, <laughs> yeah. not only in Sword but just the world during those five years. I want that so bad. But um, yeah, I, I could definitely. I think it's still possible, especially now. Like, what if now that uh, Monica is in there, she just, she just, you know, the rover didn't work out, and she just runs through it. Yeah. Like, what if, uh, you know, Captain Goodner or whatever, and um, Jimmy Wu are out there, and they're like, "What are we gonna do?" And Goodner calls in, you know, calls the, in Reed Richards, the big, like the big or, or just yeah. whoever else is behind there. Maybe there's yeah. another big reveal behind yeah. there. Yeah, like because they might not be able to do anything. <laughs> I mean, clearly they can't. Um, but it, it would it would not make sense for Monica to just run back in for Wu and Goodner to just say, eh, whatever. I yeah, guess. no, yeah, you want right. to go get lunch? You want to go get lunch? They do have to do something. They have to act, and Wu's got to find a way to get either inside or them out. Yeah, and you're right. That could lead to something or someone being revealed to come mm-hmm. and help them and save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be coming with making contact with Vision and Darcy on the inside. Maybe so. Yeah, they're on their own little uh, journey, which Vision kind of just dips out on Darcy. And, yeah, we'll like, get there. Loser there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah. I, real quick, I also want to say they they only show Director Hayward at the very beginning, and he's talking to one of his little, you know, sword agents. Yeah. Um, and he said to her, I think he said, make sure everything's ready. We launch today, I think. Did he say the word launch? Do you remember? Anyone remember? I think, launch. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, their sword, I, I guess maybe they're going to use some sort of spaceship to get in or something. But They're going to blow up the whole entire... I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah I mean, something's I, happening. I think he meant more just like the launching of a mission. Okay, like, okay. Not necessarily like a specific weapon or it has to be space-related. He does have an itchy trigger putting, finger. But whatever does, they're going to put into action is going to happen today. That's what I'm saying. You got you got sword like they're under director Hayward, who's about to do something. You have the the other branch of sword that might be doing something with Jimmy Woo. Again, they have to do something. Yep. You've got Vision, who is now even more aware of everything thanks yep. to Darcy. Yes. You have Monica within it. <laughs> you have Agatha, who is now fully re- like revealed yep. herself. We don't know the status of Wanda. It looks like Agatha kind of took control of her for a moment. You see how her eyes yep. went pur- purple yep. in her head? Yeah. And then you got Doctor Strange who's about to show up too. So, you know, like there's a lot. There's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But there, there really is a lot that's about to shake down these last two episodes, man. Like crazy. So, <sighs> okay. But the, okay, the direction of the show, like I'm not 100% sure how this is going to conclude. Like, I mean – this is supposed to lead into the multiverse of madness. Like this can go in like a thousand different directions. Yeah. And 
we can pick and talk about like three or four of them, but we're all going to be wrong about it, man. Like yeah. the, the whole fandom out there is like talk, theorizing yeah. and talking about there's every so little thing. Like there's so much. And uh, I mean, in all actuality, there's a multiverse of situ- situations or scenarios or storylines that they can really talk about and do. And so, dude, there's, this whole next couple of weeks is a wild card. Yeah, it really is, man. Oh, We're in the gosh. end game now, man. I wanna, it, again, it feels like when you get online and you get to the theories, no, again, nothing's going to top the year of waiting from Infinity War to Endgame <laughs> and the just <laughs> remarkable amount of theories that were coming, that were spewing out of people. Yeah. Um, but it very much, it's it feels similar where there's just so many ideas. Like, I've got an off-the-wall theory that I can't wait to talk about tonight about uh-huh. the multiverse as well. Maybe we'll get there in a little bit. Maybe we should. Maybe I should hold on to it a little bit. Um, but there really is a lot, man. There's a lot. All right. What if we do this? Uh, let's just talk a little bit about the the episode itself in terms of you know the sitcom Wandavision. Yes. Okay. Because again, every every week there's a different theme, different era. If you listen to the Royal Geek podcast, you will know that last week our good friend Justin made a prediction that there would be a Office themed episode, kind of similar to the. The Office comedy show, which is an amazing show. Uh, and you got a little bit of that in the intro. Yes, And intro. then you did get a little bit of that within the, um, you know, the hex as well. Yeah. But there was also some uh, some correlations with uh, Modern Family yes. as well. So so kind of like your 2000s um, comedy. It was yeah. great. Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys enjoy that? I, I loved it. You know? oh, yeah. I love the yeah. mockumentary style. I, yeah. I, I, I like the mockumentary style anyway, just as a genre. Um, but it, it, it's really funny, like seeing these, it, it works really well in this world because they are kind of out of their own state, mind state anyway. So it makes sense for like these people to be, you know, turning to the camera, doing this weird stuff. You know, they kind of been doing that anyway in a lot of, in a lot of ways with like weird, like, um, little fourth wall breaks and things yeah, like that yeah. already. So you've been seeing like weird things happening with um with the way the characters are set up as well. Well, and it also it fits perfectly with Wanda's emotional state because she's yeah. kind of she's really losing control yes. of the whole entire situation. So the fact that they are uh, talking to the camera and actually yes. like putting their thoughts of what's going on and and relaying it to us, the audience, is yeah. it's kind of showing that. Wanda has uh, lost control of the whole sitcom style, and now they're able to communicate with us as the audience, and it's all because Wanda is not in her right state of yeah. mind. And if she was, it would probably would have continued on as a sitcom st- where she's the main director, yeah. and now she's losing it, uh, and the person behind the camera, the mockumentaries, are yeah. asking them the questions. So that was pretty cool, too. That was cool when they asked a question, and she's like, what? Wait, you talk back? <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to say anything. Yeah. And uh, there's some people who apparently like did some stuff with the the sound of of the person who asked that question. If you if you change a couple settings of the pitch volume or something, it's it's literally Catherine Hahn's voice. So it's literally Agnes, which literally later she's sitting in the chair. Yeah. So it's just so crazy. Um, gosh, I can't wait to get to that part. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like so seeing Wanda talk in the interview, and then <laughs> Agnes is like talking in the interview too. Is so good. Like her, just <laughs> every line. Whole, every line Agnes has in the interview is yeah, yeah so it's, good. it's hilarious. I mean, she hasn't had a bad moment in the whole show. First she, of all, she may be the star of this. Uh, yeah, thing, yeah. 
She really has. But even today, like, or this episode was so good. And mm. what did you, we were talking about off the pod, but when she said, I did, I did, I bit a kid once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like so nonchalant. Dude. Yeah. But I love the, the, like the comedic timing of it. And she was like, oh, don't worry, kids. I don't bite. And then immediately cut. Yes. And yeah. Like, I, well, I did bite a kid once. Yeah. And so I don't watch Modern Family. So, you know, maybe that feels like Modern Family, but it definitely, those kind of moments felt like the office to me. Yeah. It really Like did. just the way they're just so quick, you know? And and later when Vision is uh, doing an interview, it's I think his it's his last interview. He's done a couple. He's sitting outside of the van too, <laughs> yeah. and he's like, "What am I? What am I doing here? Talking to you?" Like he takes his like, mic rip, off, rips yeah. the mic yeah. off, and it feels very much like in the office when Jim went after Pam. Like yeah. he he's like, "Why am I talking? Why am I wasting my yeah. time talking to you right now?" And it does make sense. Why are you sitting? Why yeah. is anyone sitting there? Oh yeah, you yeah. know that's Vision executes that perfectly with his yeah. like, his oh. looks and his just the way he deliver his delivery yeah. overall. Yeah, when when they're like trying to get back to the house and he's like, I think Wanda's like preventing me from from showing up. They get the green the green light finally, and then right as they get it, um, it's like a bunch of school children are walking yes. by, and oh. you see and you see him just look at the camera just like Jim would, and he's like so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and by the way, when they're driving, if you look at, if you're watching, I watched this a second time, and when they're they come up on that first road stop. The light goes from green straight to red. Like there's no yellow. Yeah. From green straight to red. So, again, it, it clearly is Wanda-like, just like Vision said. Or it could be – maybe it's not. Maybe it's actually Agnes. Keeping them away from – yeah, it's, it could be. Um, Agatha right. all along, she's right? Been, yeah, she's, she's been intervening quite here. a bit in this episode. But then again, you got to ask yourself, why are you stopping at stoplights in the first place? Like, <laughs> That is the truth. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um. Oh man. All right. There's so much. There's so much good stuff. Here. So when uh, Agnes offered to take the kids, I was immediately like, "This is such a bad idea." Like, yeah, yeah this is sure. a terrible idea. What is? What are you doing, Wanda? I get you're all upset and everything. You don't have any answers, and uh, you you let your kids go to the neighbor's house. Cool. Yeah. Great. Well, obviously Agnes takes advantage of that full heartedly, and uh, we really don't know the the kids are to come. We'll we'll discuss the kids later, but. Just the whole uh, Wanda being so out of it that she, like she, she cares for the kids. Obviously, in the previous yeah. episodes, and then she just like, go ahead, go away. I need a, I need a me day. Like yeah. I don't know. I just, I thought like that she's really out of it. Then if she's, that's her mindset right yeah. now. Yeah, and again, this is the next day. Yeah, like she's still in her uniform, uniform, her, in costume, her costume. Yeah. Right. So again, I guess the trauma of realizing her brother's not her brother. And realizing Vision is trying to escape, you know, maybe she's just had enough. But yeah. she she, she kind of seems to lose control of it kind of quickly. Yeah. My only reasonable explanation would be, well, she just expanded the hex by eight miles in all directions, yeah. apparently. Right? Yeah. So maybe it's like, like she is powerful, but maybe she's stretching herself too, too much. Th- yeah, yeah. And that's why she's... The, like the milk carton is changing and the TV is changing and Furniture, the wallpaper, yeah. the wallpaper is yeah. crawling up the wall. Yeah. Well, I think it's both that and the and she's losing control of vision. So she's like losing not only physically has a barrier gotten bigger, but it's emotionally gotten more difficult because vision is now you know against. Yeah, he's against it. He's trying to he's pushing against it. He's trying to figure out what's happening. He doesn't understand what's going on. And now something that was so easy for her to, in her own words, control, um, 
that now for it is really hard because now she's fighting against that and just the emotional turmoil of the person that you love the most is you know not trusting you that is not you know not there that is trying to actively trying to get away from you in a lot of ways yeah i I think she's she's losing it man so and but again now that i'm thinking about it up until we started talking i was like you know just like vision said wanda is trying to keep her from keep vision from getting back to the house but maybe not like she she does mention to the kids like if your father doesn't want to be here then you know can't do anything about it right like that's not exactly what she said but yeah something along those lines and if it's Agatha all along, like maybe Agnes is keeping, you know, because it is revealed that Agnes was, in fact, as we thought, faking it in the car when Vision, yeah. like, found her in the last episode. And it's it seems, I think that's because she's trying to get Vision outside of the hex. Like, she's trying to get Vision to leave. Yeah. Agnes is. Because he's like a threat. Yeah. Don't you think? Uh, no, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a threat on the inside, for sure, because he's, like, free will, moving moving. Uh, against the grain, I would say. Yeah. And so, and but then again, maybe he wants she wants him dead so that she uh, Wanda can be like unleashed to yeah. her full potential and she can take whatever she wants from Wanda, I guess, because yeah. she's at an emotional state. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I think she just in general, I think it's kind of an idea if it is Agnes who is doing it slash Agatha um, that it is a the the very simple old fashioned divide and conquer, you know, str- strategy. She doesn't yeah. have. Her, she doesn't have her mate to be able to be keep her strong. So, like emotional, once again, comes back to her emotional state is you know much more vulnerable if she doesn't have vision by her side. Hmm. So, pretty much finding ways to take advantage of the opportunity, I guess, and put in front of her. Yeah, which is why she controlled. But you got to get to Pietro. Who is Pietro? Is he actually just? another version of Pietro from another universe or <laughs> some people are saying, I've been seeing that it's actually the rabbit that it's scratchy. <laughs> yeah. Cause Senior you never, Senior scratchy. you never see him and Senior scratchy on the same screen That's at nice. the same time. That's I mean, possible. Well, when they do the whole montage for the Agatha show, like it looks yeah. like she kind of manifests him. It looks like, see, or to me, it doesn't look like she manifests him because he's already standing there, but it, there's something coming off of his back. Yeah, that it looks like she's controlling him. Yeah, there is, yeah, it's definitely control. I don't know about necessarily manifesting. Yeah, so. it's possible she could be manifesting him, yeah. and it could be just like putting his face on some sort of. Maybe it's Ralph. It could be Ralph, but I, I actually still think that. I actually, my theory is that it actually is the the uh, Peter Maximoff from the Vox universe. Yeah, and that she's just controlling him. I yeah. think. Could be wrong. Could be senior scratchy. <laughs> I hope not. Um, and and I don't think that means that we're going to get full out like all the stuff from the Fox universe. Because I, again, I don't think if Kevin Feige doesn't want uh, Agents of Shield, he's not going to want yeah no. all the stuff from yeah. the X Men universe. Just take all the highlights. Yeah, I think he'll just yeah. pick and choose what he likes. Right. And yeah. and to me, it, I feel like Agatha is able to kind of do that across the multiverse. Right. Yeah. Um, so again, Agatha all along, it, what, it, to me, it seems pretty clear that it wasn't Wanda that was calling out for help for Pietro. It was Agatha who snatched him maybe from another reality and threw him at their front door. Yeah. And he's, and she's able to control him. I think, I don't know. Could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, um, yeah, it definitely could be that. Um, so another thing that was interesting when she was taking the kids away 
is, you know, a- Agatha has uses the line after she wants her to check the mole of boundaries. I get it. I kind of, like, see that as also meaning, potentially, she understands how the hex works. As in, they are boundaries. She also can do the same magic. As in, like, and it may be reading into that line a little bit no, more it's than here. it actually Keep going. is. Keep going. But, but just the fact that, you know, she understands the magic. She understands what is going on. You know, and just in that simple, like, boundaries, I get it. Because it seems like every line that they put in there, especially with with certain characters has some sort of a meaning. You yeah, know, it's they're, very weighted. There's there's no yeah. uh, nothing said that yeah. doesn't have meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in a lots of times those are the lines you have to watch that are like supposed to be comedic because that is how they that is the window dressing to like make you be like haha that's really funny but it's really telling you more about what is actually happening. Which is a really good way to make it to where it's like, oh, yeah, I was just laughing at that, but then it actually means something on top of that as well. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, you said the boundaries, uh, her, her phrase that she says about the mole, it's a throwaway, yeah. obviously, but it, it, there's more to it. So uh, she she says boundaries. You refer to it through the hex, right? Uh, in her basement dungeon cellar or whatever thing, there's there's hex shapes all throughout the basement, too, as well. So, like, is she the one that created the hex, and then Wanda kind of uh, took over and infused it? That's why it's red now, before it wasn't red, before yeah. it was, like, a bluish, maybe even purplish? I don't know. Purple. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, and then Wanda just used her powers to just amplify yeah. Agatha's Everything original powers. Uh, it could have been that, too. Maybe so. it was, I mean, it could be something as simple as, like, it's almost like uh, when a parent does something, and then they let their kid do, like, a little bit of it. To where, like, the kid thinks that they are doing more than they actually are. <laughs> like, you let, you let your kid put the last screw into the chair you're building or something like that. You know, or so, something like that to where it's like, oh, they feel like they're a part of it. They feel like they're controlling some of it when really when it comes to the large scheme of it, they are just, you know, this small part of it. Yeah. that's I mean, hey, that's a really good analogy right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Um, trying to think where to go next. I, I go think ahead. we need to go to Monica. Okay, let's hit. Let's talk about Monica. So she drives. She drives into the the hex, yep. and uh, remember, like you'll sail. She'll sail right through. And, <laughs> yeah. And, oh, that gosh. thing had a hard stop. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Wu was like, "Sail right through, huh?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was like driving up the side of the hex because yeah. it couldn't get oh, in. Yeah. So she bails out, and it's again like you mentioned earlier, Shimada. It spits out. Uh, the the rover and its half of it is changed to a minivan, um, and then she just decides she gives it that look. Yeah, and Wu like, like, yeah. knew too. He's no, like, no, don't <laughs> yeah. do it, don't, don't do it. But she she goes for it, and uh, man, she that wasn't what it's is, a crazy sequence. Right? It's a crazy yeah. sequence. Yes. Yeah, visually it, it looked very appealing. Visually, yeah. Um, if you were listening to the dialogue or it, being said, it was very strong and. Very powerful yeah. uh, sayings from Fury, Maria, and, of course, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, lo- lots of, uh, I don't know, I feel like it was a very empowering scene because you're watching her push through yeah. it. And then she comes out on the other side and... Something's different. <laughs> something's, something's very different. different. Straight, yeah. up, straight up superhero landing. Yeah, like oh, yeah, leg- yeah, yeah. legitimately. It was a legitimate superhero landing out yeah, of this and, and you know, if you, they say if you do the superhero landing twice in an episode, you're officially a superhero. And she does. Oh, she does. So, yeah. She does. I remember that saying. 
<laughs> That's uh, quoted here by by yours truly. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, and her eyes are straight, yes, bright yeah, blue. blue, yes. And you see through her eyes briefly, and uh, she could see from what I yeah. saw, it was like the energy waves or uh, being emitted from the yeah. certain areas. So, like, I mean, that's how I took it. Or I don't know, you guys, how'd you guys take it? Uh, I don't have a whole lot for this to know. <laughs> okay, so I mean, just like the light waves, energy waves, like it the was spectrum like, of yeah. her sight, maybe. Like, yes, uh, there you go. So, do we know? So, I've I've heard that Monica is actually spectrum in the comics, and is it Maria Photon or yeah, is it Maria's Photon? Okay, yeah. And so, okay, so Spectrum, uh, she has, a, if you look at the comic book uh, illustration of her, she has a really cool uh, black and white uniform, which coincidentally, underneath her uh, astronaut suit she broke through with, she is yep. wearing the exact same color scheme mm. as her hero, Spectrum. She's wearing the black with the V white. Um, so, I mean, I thought that was a really good nod at, like, yep. Marvel doing, like, hey, <laughs> she actually is a hero. Look at this, like, type of deal. So do you think it's... But I feel like everyone is talking about her being photon. Like everyone, it's they're going to be this, they're going to be fo- they're going to be fused together. And be okay. Like the same character. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it could just be one of those things where it's, it's yeah. just the, you grab onto it, sort of like uh, he called them baby baby Yoda when he first appeared because there's like <laughs> it's what people yeah. who grab onto. And there's baby Yoda. I mean, they're going to end up calling her photon because they emphasize the fact in parentheses on the wall at sword okay. that it was yeah. photon. So I mean, I'm fine with that. That's cool. No big deal. Uh, spectrum photon. It, it is what it is. So yeah. is she going to be a mutant? See, I mean, they mentioned the DNA rewriting, so yeah. I'm 100% in agreement that she's going to be the first mutant in the MCU, and I think after all this, she went through the, the hex three times, okay? Yeah, yep. Um, all these people that are in here, we can go ahead and assume they went through it at least one time, because yep. they're in there, maybe it expanded from the center, which would be the source, yep. whether it was Wanda or Agatha, it expanded from the center outward, so that's everybody in the hex was one time. And then maybe when it goes off, that's the second time. And then maybe there's a few people that uh, are, are yeah. also mutants, or, yeah, like maybe. our boy Norm. Or maybe it like uh, <laughs> maybe the hex when it goes when it goes down, it's more of like a burst. Norm's and gonna be so towed. like it goes, it, <laughs> oh, so no. it not just goes, it not goes in, but it goes out. Yeah, you know, to where you know it, it can you know turn people who were not in the actual hex into potential mutants. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that that's a very possible you know way that it could go as well. And however, where, however many times you were interacted with it is how powerful you were. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe or just like maybe it just unlocks your you know it just unlocks whatever power you have. So it's just like a yeah, variable whatever thing. Whatever was built into your DNA yeah. that wasn't really um, yeah. it was dormant, I guess. And then yeah, yeah it's you, free. You, you either dormant or just like switches on something that or switches something that was not there at all. Because it, it seems more like rewriting isn't necessarily dormant. Like, to me, rewriting is literally you are changing. Like, what happened in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was unlocking something that was already inside you. Whereas this is more like you are being completely changed. You are not the same after Mm. you have been affected by this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um and I'm still of the I'm still of the opinion that this is Wanda's creation, which I still feel like, may, and maybe we'll get this in episode eight because we keep saying that I want to see what happens when she leaves the sword facility with Vision's corpse. So weird to say that. Um, and and how does this all begin? Yeah, and I feel like we might get that now because if it is Agatha all along controlling her from the beginning, yeah, maybe we'll get that now that Agatha's been revealed. Yeah. But I still kind of think that Wanda chose to do this, and I, I really believe that 
Agatha is just an opportunist. Yeah. I think she's just taking advantage of the opportunity. And she's controlling things, like, as well, like, more strategically from the yeah. inside. But I don't know if she necessarily started the hex, if that makes sense. Could be wrong. That's yeah. my theory. No, no, no. It could be very possible. I mean, she could be very much, you know, the opportunist. She's a facilitator. You know, she gives, uh-huh. you know, when she she just kind of redirects her when she needs to be redirected by giving her these little little bumps, these little nods in a direction that she wants her to go in. You know, which is, you know, seems like it's relatively easy when you have magical powers to just, you know, especially with somebody, if you have magical powers and you have somebody who is incredibly emotionally unstable um, <laughs> and you, it's not that hard to just kind of like nudge them in a direction yeah, that you want like, them to go. Yeah, kind of like when uh, Monica is about to get through to her, she yeah. just comes up and like, oh, hey, yeah. leads her this way. You need to get out of here. Uh, come to my house. Yeah. And that, I mean, that manipulation isn't even anything to do with magic. You know, it's um, uh, that has nothing to do with it. But um, so an interesting thing that I saw in that scene was it might be a little throwaway, but the top package that the mailman had said fragile on it. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, potentially in relation to Wanda's mental state at the moment. She is very fragile. She is, you know, she is as... Good catch, man. Good catch. Fractured or fragile as you could possibly be, um, you know, in the, at, at that moment. And then, you know, I mean, who knows? It could just be a little... It could just literally just be something that normally happens on a package, which, you know, is what normally happens on mm-hmm. packages. But <laughs> it'd be an interesting little, like, visual representation of her fragile mental state. So yeah. this uh, – can we move on to the next scene? No, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So the next scene, like I want to go ahead and like Marvel, they're so good at what they do. Yep. I, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that. So earlier in uh, episodes of the pod, uh, Shimano and I were showing appreciation for the aspect ratio. Yeah. And right, uh, here we go. We're about to get into gosh, this. Dude, I love this, man. So the entirety of WandaVision, quote unquote, the TV yeah. show, uh, the, the screen has been full. On our TV screens, full screen, yeah, and uh, that to indicate that this isn't a TV show, and then everything happening on the outside of the hex is widescreen, which uh, is the black bars on top yeah. for for those uh, less uh, savvy. Any, <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, they're in the show, they're in WandaVision. Uh, Ag- Agatha leads uh, Wanda down into the or the basement. Yeah, and uh, as they're going down into the basement, the full screen changes and it goes to widescreen. No, not quite, not quite. It's it's actually not while she's going down into the basement. I'm gonna be re- I'm gonna be a stickler here, but once she's in the basement, it's 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 when she then goes into the what looks like a an attached hallway of some yeah. sort. So like the stairs down and the actual basement itself are still, still. the full screen, and which the, it's, it's it's expanded wide, not not widescreen, but it's the whole, the whole screen. because the whole it's screen. a t- 2000s yeah. television, yes. but. But yes, it does change to the widescreen, which tells us that this is the real world. Real world yes. outside yeah. of the yes. hex. So they're yes. no longer in the hex, and this is actually what's going on in the MCU Earth world, whatever. Yes. Or somewhere else. It could be in the multiverse of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's right. true. Yeah, but, it could be but, another pocket reality. Yes, or, but yeah. I just love the fact that yes, Marvel is able to do yeah. this kind of a shift and. They're not saying anything to the audience, like the audience, but they're doing it so subtle for yeah. those of us who are clearly paying attention, and we are paying attention because we're breaking this down on a pod yeah. every single week. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I love it. Yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is, it's like you, you say it's not for the general audience, but it is for the general audience because even if you're not pay, like if you're not knowing that it's happening, 
you are subconsciously knowing because these things lots of times are there even though you you may not 100% like be con- like I said con- conscious of what is happening but you notice the difference you may not be like 100% like oh I know this is happening from point to point but the feel of the show changes when you change the aspect ratio so it's it, it is affecting every every watcher as well as you know the people who know what's happening and you're like oh yeah I understand what's happening but it's giving you the feeling even if you're as a general watcher that something is changing so right. it, it, when when it's happening yeah it's it's amazing cuz it, she walks down the stairs it's really creepy and again I knew I kind of knew from the moment that Agnes got the kids over to her house that something was going to go down especially earlier Wiccan is like he likes it there because it's quiet. Yes. Which, Shimano, um, talk about that for a little bit. But, yeah, um, so basically the reason why um, Wiccan likes it because it's quiet, I think part of the reason why is, uh, I, I mean, they might be a little bit messed up, but I think everybody else is screaming. Like, I think he's hearing, uh, in, he may not be able to tell what's happening with these other people, but, but I think he's, like, their inner anguish, they're trying to reach out is what they're trying to do, and Wiccan is picking up on that. Um, so that's why everybody else is so loud, and that's Everyone why he's picking hex. that up. And everybody else in the hex is, you know, is is basically screaming. But obviously, Agatha has is first of all not under control of any sort, um, even though she played it up pretty well in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, mm-hmm. her house seems to be free of it as well, like it, uh, basically a a free area from. The um from the effects of the um from the hex entirely of Wanda's control. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so Wiccan says that to her, and then she was like creeped out by that. Yeah. You know, and uh, she, as she's sitting on the couch with the boys, and when Photon <laughs> Monica <laughs> is like confronting uh, Wanda, and Wanda you know carries her out. Um, and did we see? Caught, was that Dottie? Looking yeah, at yeah, that, was. that was yes, Dottie. Yes, I, was, yes. I did want to bring her up for a moment because um, it is does seem kind of odd. Is she just there for window dressing, or is there something about yeah, her like being she... there in the emergence of Agatha as a character? Yeah, because we literally haven't seen her since episode two. Yeah, this is like five weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, so everyone's seeing this. The mailman's walking by. Everyone's outside looking like, "What's yeah. going on?" You know, and. Um, Monica lands her second superhero landing. There, yes. there it is. And that's when Agatha says, you know, run along, dear. You've overstayed your welcome. Yep. And she takes Wanda into the house. Yep. So so we knew that something bad was about to happen. We knew the boys are gone. Yep. And it was creepy. Like yes. yeah. seeing the p- peanut butter jelly sandwiches eaten up. Yep. No uh, crust. No crust, of course. Yeah, no crust. Yeah. The freaky show on the TV, the cicada on the window. That was just Yo Gabba Gabba. There was nothing. <laughs> it wasn't super creepy. That was just Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> Pretty it's creepy, creepy stuff. Creepy yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> With no kids around? Yeah, pretty creepy. And then, you know, Senior Scratchy eating something. Like, it looked like he got into something. I don't... I mean, personally, I think there's a possibility that we did see the boys in that scene. Oh, but... <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about, like, Agatha eating them or Mephisto no, I, eating them? No, I think, I think that one of them might be the fly and one of them might be the rabbit. Okay. Wow. There, again, there's all sorts of potential things. Or they, they never even existed and they yeah, – yeah, Maybe yeah. she, maybe she knocked them out of yeah. that, that reality. Who knows? 
Um, but I, de- I mean, I think when she, when Wiccan brings that up, I think that was the moment that Agatha knew she had to make a move. Yeah, yep. like yep, yep. like she, she might have been able, now. Yeah, mm-hmm. she might have been willing to allow this to last a little bit longer. You know, going on. Well, I actually but, think once I think it it probably was when she looked and saw Monica outside the window. Because you can see in her face, like, hmm, something. Yeah, what is yeah this I gotta about? do something about this. Yeah, yeah. even though, and the way she could, comes out there, and it makes sense. Several episodes earlier, I think it was episode three. Like she used Herb, remember, and we even see that later. She taps yeah. Herb and controls him to try to convince Vision to get rid of Monica. Yep. Fortunately for her, wanted did it for her. Um, but like she's kind of always viewed viewed Monica as a threat, be- yeah. because she's from the outside world, you know. Um, so I think it was when she saw that, but, but really once Wanda's in the house, she's going down to the basement. It was a great catch. Justin has, they changed the aspect ratio again. Once she leaves, essentially leaves Westview. And I, I kind of think that her little witch lair down there is like multi-dimensional travel. That's what I think. It could be that it's in our real world. I think it's, I think there's some, some multi-dimensional stuff going on here. Yeah. I think that's where we're going, and it could—I mean, it could be multidimensional. But as as far as like the like the real world Earth, like I was referring to, was just the the timeline, the natural yeah. timeline where we're at. As okay. far as yeah, like m- more like just it was not in the hex. It's really, yeah. definitely it was, was not in the hex. Yeah. It was just happening in the current MCU. Mm-hmm. Is, is really what I was getting. Okay, at. Yeah. Yeah. okay, gotcha. And uh, I mean, yeah, there could be several doors down there that open up, and you could go to different worlds, Earth realities, and everything. But we clearly saw a book that was glowing. All right, we we yes. saw a lot of things, and let's just be honest. The people that probably listen to our show are not going to know. I don't even know what all those little markings on the wall, and there's a ton of Easter eggs in that little dungeon yeah. down there. But the one that definitely spoke to us was that glowing book. Yes. Okay. So, with some writing on it. With some writing on it. looked like two keys kind of unlocking something on each side. So, if you... Watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you will remember this book called The Darkhold, yep. which is like – how would you describe this book? Like a book of dark spells kind of or uh, – It's a book that they granted you like your desires, right? But like, at a cost? No. I, like I you could do – you could do – I mean you pretty much could do anything. You could – it's a powerful – I feel like it was like some sort of magic book. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> really like just kind of explain it to me like I'm five, like – yeah, it was like a dark magic book, you know? <laughs> and it was just sitting there like a trophy. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I think, and this is, yeah, this is where we need to kind of talk about what's coming next. The Darkhold is really utilized in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, but we haven't gotten it in a major MCU-titled show or movie yet. Right. Like, no. Like a Feige production, you know? No. Um so it's big time. It looks like something literally right out of the Doctor Strange library. Yes, yeah. it does actually. Yeah, it really does, and it might be like it really. <laughs> I think it is actually. <laughs> That's kind of where my theory is going, especially as they have Kevin Feige has described the events of WandaVision leading up to yeah. the multiverse, multiverse of madness. Yeah. So it could be Strange is looking for this book that went missing. Yeah. Yeah, that's one. Possible scenario. Everything gets wrapped up in the series, and then the last scene is just like an after credit. It's just Doctor Strange coming back for his book. He's just like, "That's mine." Where's and my he book? Just takes it and he just leaves. <laughs> so my crazy off the wall theory I, I alluded to earlier: there is supposedly, if if you've watched some of the, if you listen to some of the spoilers, which 
I don't know if this is spoiling anything, but um, the stars of the show, like Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, have talked about some major cameos, like, in this show. Yeah. Um, and even Kevin Feige has referred to it. Now, you could argue that Evan Peters' cameo is, like, the big cameo they were talking about. Yeah. But Paul Pretty Bettany, big. even this week, said there's still one more, like, major character on the show that hasn't been revealed yet that he's always been wanting to work with. Yeah. And so after doing some, like, IMDb scrolling to see if he <laughs> was on a project, like, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. It could be Doctor Strange, right? Like, maybe Doctor Strange shows up here. Maybe that's the cameo. But I think – and it, it seems kind of out of place because people have forgot about this guy. But I think Mordo might show up here. Really? Be- yes. Yep. Because think about it. Like, Agnes, Agatha, is a threat. She's using dark magic. Right. Okay. Right? She's a witch. She might have even stolen this book from the library. And he's, he's done with all the sorcerers. Now, is a witch a sorcerer? Uh, they're close enough in my book. Yeah, you know they what I'm are. Saying? Yeah, they are. So, and it's like that's that's kind of un, that would be so un, unexpected. I don't, th- you know, that would come out of right field, or left field, or right field. Yep. It, it's any, out, field. It's <laughs> any field, it is completely coming at you. I actually, you know what? The more I think about it, I like that. I like that a lot. And Paul Bettany and uh, what's his name? How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Chiwete Iwafor. Iwafor. Yeah, I don't think they've ever been on a project together. I I didn't look at their whole history, but most of it, they, there's no correlation all the way back to – I think I got back to 2006 looking at all their stuff, Whoa. doing a deep dive here in the Royal Geek yeah. podcast. But it's like, you know, some people have said it's going to be Patrick Stewart, like Professor X. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like the aspect of going with the villain being the cameo because yeah, okay. not only does that – I mean, is it? It's cool for the fans to see that they're they're setting up something, right? But the fact that it's a villain, like, it means that there's more to the story. Like, if it, yeah. if, it, if they, if Feige has said the events of it will lead up to Doctor Strange yeah. and the Multiverse of Madness, so everyone's waiting for Doctor Strange. But we might not. Get, instead of getting Doctor Strange, you get Mordo. Yeah. Which I would want that. I've been wanting Mordo since that end credit scene when he had his turn. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you think about it. At the time that Doctor Strange came out, there was literally like one good villain in any of the Marvel productions ever, <laughs> and it was Loki. Okay, yeah. Almost every other villain was a wash. Okay, throwaway. And, and yeah. even the villain in Doctor Strange was a wash. Man. But when you got when you got to the end of Doctor Strange and you see Mordo have his turn yeah. from good to evil, like what we have been waiting for in Marvel at the time was a villain with a background and a story just like Loki. And we, we've been thirsting for that. And then it was after that that we finally got some good villains. And we've, we've literally forgotten about Mordo. Everybody has forgotten about Mordo. And so what better way to spark it? Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's, so that's my theory. So you heard it here first, Royal Geek Podcast, when, when Mordo pops up in Episode 8 or 9 or in the post credit scene of Episode 9. I mean, that'll be definitely welcome. interesting. Like, he basically takes the book for himself and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And he and that makes him powerful enough to really be able to stand up to and create Supreme, some yeah. you know right you know he views, mischief of his own. He views Ag- Agatha and uh, and Wanda as a threat, probably yeah. right. And I think so. Yeah, I honestly think that's a great great theory. Yeah. Kudos to you. <laughs> Kudos. <laughs> that's all me, baby. That's all me. So yeah, I, there's again, there's so many different directions this can go. I, again, I kind of view that dungeon as a, 
a multiverse dungeon. <laughs> I think it's. You, Do you we feel could, like it's like Sanctum? It's like uh, yes, yeah. yes, because yeah. you you were you were kind of alluding to that earlier, and I almost went to like the idea of like the Sanctum connecting all of them. Yeah, yeah, like maybe it's like a dark Sanctum. Like yeah, so maybe they're going to like three. Other cities that aren't <laughs> Hong Kong, New York, and London. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're the rival they're the B, cities. They're the B cities. <laughs> yeah, in the Southern Hemisphere. Do you notice mm. all of them are in the Northern Hemisphere? Northern so Hemisphere bias these, for yeah. sure. You know, <laughs> um, you know, because you know, New Jersey's always taking a backseat to New York. You know, it's always these little. <laughs> it's these little like it's like it's like a uh, West. It's like a uh, New Jersey, Cleveland, and. <laughs> <laughs> like Orlando, Florida. Oh. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, we should wrap up soon. There's, I think, there's one more major thing we should talk about before we wrap up. Um, a snooper's sp- gonna snoop. Okay, real quick, real quick. <laughs> and, and if you haven't, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't noticed that there is a post-credit scene at the end of this episode, you should pause this. Go watch it. It It is not long. It's like maybe 15 seconds, 20 yeah. seconds. But we're going to talk about that for a couple minutes. So maybe pause it and then go watch it and then come back. So this is your spoiler warning. Please pause it. But there is a literal mid-credit scene after the um, – what do you call those? The cinematic credits before you get to the boring black and white ones at the end. And in this post-credit scene, you've been warned. Here's your spoiler warning. Uh, we see Monica walking up to Agatha's home, and she opens up like the – the what do you call the cellar doors? The cellar yeah. doors right outside the garage, revealing her basement, and you can see those like black vines that are coming out of it that are like glowing purple. Purple, yep, purple. And over her shoulder is Quicksilver, Pietro slash Senior Scratchy slash we don't really know. <laughs> yeah, and he, he just says in the most perfect Evan Peters way possible. He's like, Snooper's going snoop, <laughs> and just cut, and it just cut. So it's a very short scene. Um, but her eyes are actually purple. And again, I think it's because of the spectrum. Like she's able to see like, like her eyes reflect the power she's seeing from other places. So she's seeing this purple energy, this purple power. And it's like her eyes are reflecting that. So, um, that'll be interesting if she can basically like, uh, like see what is happening, you know, and really be able to tell. Now, like, mm-hmm. who's being affected? Yeah. Who's under control? Yeah. yeah, like that. That would be very. It would also be very useful in this universe where, or in this hex where, there's a bunch of people who are not of their own mind. You know, yeah, yeah, of their own mind. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And how about Marvel like training their audience for six episodes to say that there's no <laughs> post credit scene, and then yeah, the you're free to turn episode, this off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seventh episode, they drop a post credit scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to you for telling us that because I was in a hurry to watch it yeah. on Friday. <laughs> I would, I would have turned it off for real. Because we were, we literally watched it in our hotel in Orlando. We had to go, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that was. I said that at like six a.m. Yeah. I was like post credits. By the way, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, snap. yeah. I, I had uh, just started it when you when you did, uh, yeah. So just started the episode when when you had sent that. Nice. Okay. All right, but the but the one thing we're still missing that we should talk about, especially if we're going to talk about multi-dimensional possibilities. Let's talk about this uh, this commercial. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Okay. All right. So it was cool. It was. It very much felt like modern television now, finally. Yeah. Yeah. It was a commercial for Nexus. It, it, it was like an antidepressant drug, yeah. which you actually see here taking it later. I'm, I'm assuming. It's a, it's a bottle. It had a red label, and it had the fir- you could see the N on it, and I'm pretty yeah, sure it was. I'm pretty, the, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Because she's clearly going through it. 
Yeah, what did y'all think about this this ad, dude? I thought. Well, first off, I I love the uh, the slight to like pharmaceuticals and the, when it Gosh, says, like, yeah, yeah, may, may, and the may cause, and it said more depression yeah. on that. Like, I just, yeah. Gosh, man, those are those are so terrible that like we hear those in commercials all the time for pharmaceutical and you just goods, kind of ignore it. and you just kind of ignore it. Like it may cause yeah. itchy itchy throat, diarrhea, and then death. Yeah, death. <laughs> but I think it actually goes a little bit deeper than that. Even it's um, when they're talking about the realities. When you see your own reality, it can lead you to more depression because of the state that she. Like if you're talking about the state that Wanda Wanda is at right now, yeah. If she were to face the, you know, the take herself back to the real reality more depression is definitely on the horizon yeah it's a it's know? a world without vision it's yeah. a world with like without her brother yeah without her kids yeah i'm telling you she's gonna turn evil bro because her kids are gonna be gone right she's already lost vision she's already lost her brother yeah. and, and and we even we mentioned we missed this part too but she even mentions monica is talking about don't let tyler Make you the villain, and she's like, "What if I already am?" Oh yeah, yeah. And she had the creepiest. Go watch again. Little smirk for about yeah. a half second after she said see, it. I I think uh, it's gonna be very interesting to see how it plays out because, you know, um, in the comics, Agatha, Agatha is both seen as both an antagonist towards Wanda, but she's also a mentor. Towards yes. her, like yes. she t- kind of takes both paths depending on it. So I think that kind of leaves the the like doors open, like door number one or door number two, and it just depends. Is she too far down the path? Like you know, it, it is you know the pain of vision is the pain of wh- wherever her children are in this setup, whether they're real, whether she got they got transformed, whether they were never real at all. Um, is just pushed her beyond the limit and she is going to become that that villain or is it going to be something to where she sees agatha for you know who she is and this pushes her in the other direction this pushes her back towards the hero she could because she has something she, she she sees how this person has been negatively affecting her and will push her towards the hero role and kind of clear her mind it's funny that you use the use doors because uh in, in the comic book world, like, well, first Nexus is usually it's like a, a link, a link, yeah. to, a link to something. And Wanda in the in the Marvel Cinematic comic book, like that universe, Wanda is usually a character who is kind of like a Nexus character. She's like a link, like like with House of M, it's a reality. Like she's yeah. the the link to another reality. And so the way that you can take this is that uh, I mean, Wanda is that link still. Like she is. Like, which reality is going to be the, the final reality? Like, is Wanda going to link us to this reality? Yeah. Is Wanda going to link us to that reality? Or is Agatha the, the nexus, the link, yeah. the thing that is going to link us to other multiverses or other dimensions? So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's definitely something that is going to open up the uh, different realities or dimensions for sure. Yeah, and, and that's why it's so important to talk about the ad in respect to her, her little dungeon, dungeon basement. I did a little bit of deep diving – no, okay, when I say a little bit, really a little bit, I haven't done much, but I kind of got the impression that a Nexus being or a Nexus whatever, which is I think what that commercial is alluding to is uh, uh, excuse me, Wanda is a Nexus being, yeah. is almost like they transcend the multiverse, meaning like so if you if you watch Spider Man in the uh, the the one with Miles Morales, what's it called? Into the Spider Verse, yeah. yeah, you literally see different in in a multiverse different versions of spider-man yes literally peter parker peter b parker like all these different versions of spider-man because he's not a nexus 
being. But I think a nexus being is someone that no matter the multiverse, they're actually the, the exact same. And, and maybe that's like Wanda is that kind of nexus. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm, am I missing it here? Does either, that sound? Or either Wanda or Agatha or. Well, no, I, I, like Wanda is a nexus being like in the comics, yeah. but I don't know exactly what it means is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, and I mean, I mean, maybe the, the whole, the commercial is based around once again, leading back to the choice. She has the choice to continue to take the, take this medicine. That is the hex. It is this world that she is created. You know, maybe that's the way they're trying to show the, uh, the antidepressant is the entire hex is, is, her antidepressant. It is the, it is this perfect world that she is creating, and she can either choose to take that false reality, or she can choose to deal with actual reality, and that would be stopping taking the medicine, pulling down the hex, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It, she has that choice of you know dealing with real life or just medicating herself to with with the hex. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Lots of different ways we can go. Yeah, here, you know? all yeah. these commercials are like that. I mean, yeah. I think it's just I think it's just simply a nod to her being a nexus being is yeah. what it really Possibly. is about. Yeah. Um I, I, I tend to think that Agatha is the the palpatine to Wanda being Anakin yeah. here. Like I, 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 I mean it. I think Wanda's gone, bro. Like like at the end of this series, leading into She's the villain. She's gonna become a like the villain or a villain and she's not coming yeah. back, you know? Um, until the very end of, you know, episode six of star Wars and, you know, <laughs> so like she's going to be gone for a while. So that, that's, that's my, uh, that's another theory. So any other theories before we go on, we should probably wrap this up. Uh, they, they bring back Evan Peters and let him run around to the MCU. And then he has to kill her at one point. Maybe, man, I think, uh, I don't think we should ex- be expecting anything. Like, I, I think it's gonna be like a complete <laughs> curveball for Marvel. Yeah. And I think we're going to get. Everything we know about the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. is probably going to get turned upside down here. I really do. I really think it's, it's going to be something. Four, man. It's something crazy. It's going to be yeah. something that you wouldn't think it would be executed on uh, this scale. Like as far as like MCU, like why would they do this in a TV show? Like I think it's going to be like a cinematic event type yeah. of, type of deal, and they're doing it in a TV show. Mordo, do it. Let's do it. Bring <laughs> it on, man. Maybe. All right, we've talked about a lot of different things. This was a great episode. Really enjoyed it. Um, if you guys don't have anything else to say, I'm going to say goodbye to our listeners. Uh, so we appreciate everyone tuning in and listening to our review of Episode 7. Be sure to come back next week. We will be back a normal recording time. We'll have it up by Saturday morning for sure for next week for Episode 8. Um, get excited as the end of the series is soon upon us. Just a quick reminder to please follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod and please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening and maybe even share the podcast with some of your friends. That would really be helpful for us. So with all that in mind, for my good friends Justin and Anthony, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for tuning in to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.